This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farmers head to the White House. Dems undecided on USMCA strategy and the EPA's WOTUS target date. Trade aid hanging. Farmers go to the White House. Representatives of major farm groups are expected at the White House this afternoon for a meeting with President Donald Trump. The meeting comes as the administration is rushing to finish its new trade assistance plan and its resolution to the trade war with China is still elusive. Leaders of the American Farm Bureau Federation and major commodity groups are expected to be included, according to sources. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders defended the trade package yesterday, telling reporters the administration wants to make sure that the farmers are being protected as we go through the process of negotiating new trade deals. Dems, still mulling reopening USMCA. After a hearing yesterday, it's clear that House Democrats may yet insist on changes to the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade pact that would require revising the text of the agreement. Such surgical changes would ensure that Mexico follows through with implementing promised changes in labor standards, according to Representative Earl Blumenauer, Oregon Democrat who chairs the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on Trade. But he also left open the possibility of agreeing to stronger enforcement language in the implementing bill that Congress will consider. That could be done without reopening negotiations. Blumenauer says U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer will have to testify again in front of the panel as soon as possible. Another view. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa told reporters that it would be catastrophic for USMCA if the Democrats insist on reopening it. He said he expects both Canada and Mexico to ratify the agreement before the U.S. does. Neither Mexico nor Canada would agree to negotiate changes, he said. Trade war delaying some U.S. beef sales. The lingering U.S.-China trade dispute is putting a damper on purchases of American beef, but for reasons that could lead to a bit of a boom in sales down the road. Joel Haggard, senior vice president of the Asia-Pacific region for the U.S. Meat Export Federation, says Chinese buyers are holding off purchases because they don't want to get caught paying a higher tariff now if a reduction may be found around the corner. If you're a buyer in China and you think they may be able to reach a deal soon, are you going to order and clear product if there's a 37% duty? Probably not, he said. Keep in mind, a Chinese outbreak of African swine fever is also leading to increased interest in beef consumption within the country. The U.S. holds a very small market share in China, but beef business was booming at a recent trade conference in Shanghai, according to Haggard. The beef booths of all other supplying countries like South American countries, Australia and New Zealand were very busy, he said. I presume that they were writing orders. New WOTUS by end of year, according to EPA. The Environmental Protection Agency plans to issue a new definition of waters of the U.S. under the Clean Water Act by the end of the year. That according to the latest regulatory agenda released by the agency. EPA is working with the Army Corps of Engineers, but has taken the lead on the controversial proposal, which would significantly reduce the waters currently under the agency's jurisdiction. The February proposal, for which the comment period ended last month, has received more than 600,000 comments. 
EPA also is planning to issue a revised proposal on application exclusion zones for pesticides by September. The agency's 2015 Farm Worker Protection Rule included the AEZ provision to protect from exposure people who are in the area of pesticide applications. Hemp regs due in August. USDA's regulatory agenda shows the department plans to issue a final rule on swine slaughter inspection by July. The department also said, perhaps optimistically, according to at least one speaker at an organic trade association conference in D.C. yesterday, that it would have an interim final rule implementing the Farm Bill's legalization of hemp production by August. USDA also laid out its schedule for issuing interim final rules to implement other Farm Bill provisions. Rules for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and the Conservation Stewardship Program, they're due in October. The rule for the Conservation Reserve Program scheduled in November. A rule for the Rural Broadband Grant and Loan Program is due out in December. Some major non-Farm Bill proposals are due out any day, including an overhaul of USDA's regulatory process for biotech crop traits and new restrictions on food stamp eligibility. Now keep in mind, Target dates often slip. Dems seek to block agency moves, but can they? The House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee votes this morning on a fiscal 2020 spending bill for USDA that would block Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue from moving two research agencies out of the nation's capital. But critics of the plan to relocate the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture privately admit it's going to be difficult to stop the moves. The provisions in the House bill are unlikely to be in the Senate version of the spending measure, and a final version won't get enacted until long after the relocation takes place, given the USDA's timeline. USDA is currently doing site visits to the locations that are finalists to host the agencies. The final decision will be announced in due time, according to a USDA spokesperson. U.S. and Canada agree to swine fever zones. Swine and port trade between the U.S. and Canada will continue even in the event of an African swine fever outbreak, so long as the infection is contained, that according to top veterinarians for the two countries. Zoning is an internationally recognized tool used to help manage diseases and facilitate international trade. That according to a statement issued by USDA Chief Veterinary Officer Jack Shear and his Canadian counterpart. The two countries have defined geographic control zones that follow guidelines issued by the World Organization for Animal Health. Areas outside of infected control zones would be considered disease-free. Democrats press ag merger moratorium. Democratic Senators Cory Booker of New Jersey and John Tester of Montana have introduced legislation to impose a moratorium on new agribusiness mergers, an issue that Democratic presidential candidates are using on the campaign trail. Booker, who is one of those candidates, told reporters yesterday that everybody should be sounding an alarm right now about agribusiness consolidation. He emphasized the bill wouldn't reverse any existing companies, although he contends the mergers have driven down farm income and harmed rural communities. He said, I'm not one of those folks who wants to single out companies. Here's today's He Said It. We're working on it. You heard that before. That's Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas to reporters asking about progress on a disaster aid bill.
Negotiations were expected to continue into the last night. Congressional leaders want to pass the legislation before the upcoming Memorial Day week-long recess. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 23rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.